0: My kid came home today with so much fucking Play-Doh stuck to the bottom of his shoe. God damn! And he was like, Mom, I have Play-Doh on my shoe. And I was like, where? And then he showed me the top of his foot, and I was like, I don't see any Play-Doh. And then he's like, is it this foot? And then he looked at his <laughs> other foot, and he was like, it's this foot. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't see any Play-Doh. And then he like lifted it up all the way, and it was the bottom of his foot, and it was fucking covered in play-doh like, like he had platforms. plastered it to the bottom of his shoe and i was like what the fuck have you been doing like he was at daycare he was <laughs> running around their house with fucking play-doh on your shoes <laughs> dude kids can go forever with weird shit happening and it won't matter until they have to like settle down and mm-hmm. eat dinner or something mm-hmm. and they're like i can't eat dinner i have this bug bite mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. sucks literally every time we sit down for dinner my kid's like mom i have to poop <laughs> every fucking time <laughs> and i'm time. like of course you fucking do oh of God. course you do Go ahead. Go poop. Yeah. But he's only three, so he's like, can you help me go poop? Ugh. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Dude, my kid's hitting that age now where I'm like, you got to learn to wipe because I'm getting fucking sick of you yelling, Mom! hmm I'm wipe done! Yeah. Like, bro, you got fucking hands. Figured yeah. out. And he's like, that's gross. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I don't want to do it anymore. Dude, Jesus Christ. Dude, Kids I, are hard. my kid tried to wipe his, and he was like, I got in there because he was like, can you help me go poop? And I was like, yeah. And then I didn't hear him yell for me. And so then I went up there and I was like, hey, what's going on? And he was like, pulling up his underwear. And I was like, you all done? What happened? <laughs> you done here? What's going on? And he was like, yeah, I wiped. I'm good. And I was like, hmm, let me check it out first. You know? It's like, going to be itchy later. I'm going I'm to check out, make sure that everything is good. We have some skid marks. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this can just roll into my goddamn. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's a great segue. Yeah, to you. yeah. And uh, and I looked at him and I was like, oh, let's pull these britches back down and figure out what's going on here. And there was shit up his back, like he oh, wiped. Oh and then, no! And then just went like whoomp, like like just, the whole turd just like ran yeah, it up, just like a marker up his back. So Play-Doh on his foot and shit on his back, shit all over his back. You're nailing it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, there's that. I take all this off again. <laughs> just, Actually. Give me a bath real quick. (laughs) Is that what you had to do? Yeah. Like, is that bad? Yeah, well, I mean, I cleaned it up. Like, I could wipe it off. But you know how, like, for some reason, if you wipe poop off of, like, your butthole, it's fine. Like, I wiped it and it's fine. But literally, if it's on your thigh and you wipe it, you're like, that is, that needs to be washed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) soap. (laughs) disgusting. Soap. Which is why everybody is like, that's why bidets are a thing. Yeah, I know. And I should just fucking get one. Everybody has one. I know. They're, like, on, um... Amazon. I was like TikTok. Yeah. Etsy. Amazon. What other social media? <laughs> God. Uh, I've always been against it just because I feel like water touching on my b-hole would be a little bit disconcerting at first, but like, aggressive? Yeah. But I feel like you'd just get a little used little to it. Just little Poseidon's kiss, you know? <laughs> <laughs> to be the name of a bidet <laughs> <laughs> like oh we have the tushy we have the extra clean or we have the poseidon's kiss and, <laughs> and you're, you're like, just, like oh fucking wrecks your asshole, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cadillac of bidets <laughs> it like blows a warm breeze on after <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be so fucking funny oh all right well i guess we gotta start making bidets You know what? You're right. I think we need to... Like, that could be our promotional item when we go to uh, Las Vegas Crime Con. Yeah. When? Put that in the universe. I said when. I know. Okay. I was like, just <laughs> so you know, we are going. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Oh, God. Okay, so you want to hear my goddamn? I would love to. I kind of have two, because you reminded me of a good one. Uh-huh. But my first one is, because you guys are going to hear it all throughout this fucking thing, is my kids were sick last week, mm-hmm. and now that means that mom is sick this week. Mm-hmm. And it's not coronavirus, so everybody chill the fuck out. But <laughs> I do have a lot of snot in my face, and it keeps, like, getting stuck in the back of my throat. Ugh. And then when we're recording, as you guys are going to hear on the Patreon... Or C, I fucking hack up a lung randomly. It's like trying to kill me. My snot, Mm, mm -hmm. it's a snot bubble. It's in my sinuses. Yeah, trying to drip down and Mm. like murder me. Mm. Anyway, so sorry if I snot into the mic. I'm trying really hard not to. But the one you reminded me of was that my youngest kid, who is two now, he pee peed on the potty. (gasps) Woo! For the (gasps) first time, really, dude. My oldest son has been like all up on his junk, like yo, he's got a potty train, he's got a potty train, and I'm like, he's a little too young, like he doesn't whatever. Also, yeah. I'm fucking lazy. That's like extra work. Oh my god, it's so much work. I know it'll be great when it happens, but I'm like, uh, I just got him dressed, and I don't want to get him undressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go in your diaper. Mm-hmm. So my older son has been like, oh my gosh, come here, come sit on the potty, and I've gone with him a couple times to like help the little one sit on the potty, and then my older one gets all excited, like he gets a sticker for trying, and like has a sticker chart Aww. put up for him and all this stuff. Yeah. My older one's a bossy motherfucker and he likes being in charge. So he was doing that whole thing. And then last night they were taking a bubble bath and my older son was like, he needs to try. And so Lee was like, all right, whatever. Like we're getting naked for the bath anyway. It doesn't hurt to try. And he—my youngest one loves those fucking stickers, so he got so stoked, and he peed in it, and we're like, oh, my God. And so he got, like, a donut sticker, and he was fucking pumped. And then he looked at me, and he was like, I want another one. And I was like, well, you got to pee pee on the potty to get another sticker. And he was, like, trying and, like, pushing, <sighs> and I meant, like, you know, later. He yeah, had a yeah. You got to pee pee on the potty later. But, oh, my God, it was so cute. So oh, cute. So it'll probably never happen again, a.k.a. I probably won't keep For trying. Like another, but like, another, you know, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was so proud of him. I'm like, damn, kid, get it. Look at him. My first one was like, I mean, he peed fine, but like the poo, oh, Yeah. God, that fucking took forever. Yeah. I just want to be done with wiping all of it. (sighs) Like, I just want to sit on the couch. I feel like the wiping is going to take forever. Okay, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway, so you guys want to hear about some fucking murder today? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this week, I am going to tell you about Maury Troy Travis. Oh thought you were going to tell me about Maury. And I like, was like, what did he get Pro-vitch? into? Pro-v- What's his name? Maury. Isn't it Provich? Maury. Maury Povich. Not Povich. Povich. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not that Maury. Is he <laughs> not the murderer? <laughs> <laughs> the test results have revealed or come back. What does he always say? You are not the murderer. The lie detector test <laughs> determined that that was a lie. <laughs> was a lie. All right. So Maury Travis. For the record, it seems like this is kind of a well-known case. But, like, there's really not. Okay. There wasn't a ton of articles to go digging in okay so maury Mm -hmm. maury travis was born october 25th in 1965 (gasps) uh and he was born in st louis missouri st louis Louis? st louis missouri every time i read st louis i want to say st louis Mm -hmm. because of that song take me to st louis louis take me to the fair Mm -hmm. he lived and grew up in car square public housing complex oh which i don't know if you're in the area maybe you fucking know what the hell that place is all about Public housing doesn't sound like it's the best neighborhood. Pretty sure that's the projects. Mhm. But um yeah, so not the best neighborhood I'm assuming. And then he lived there until 1975, so till he was 10. Mhm. And then he moved to a ranch house in Ferguson. Okay. In 1978, his parents got divorced and his mother remarried and then divorced again in 1993. So, you know, his dad left the picture at a certain age. Some other guy came in, whatever. Mm -hmm. There isn't too much on Maury's childhood, but nothing really like stands out or jumps out or indicates that he's going to go on to do what the fuck I'm about to tell you he goes on to do. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't torture animals. He didn't piss the bed. He wasn't fucking abused that we know of anyway. Yeah. So he didn't have that like child abuse trifecta or whatever. Yeah. Like that typical serial killer characteristics. Mm -hmm. He didn't have those. One of his old neighbors described Maury as very quiet and respectful and that he would sometimes mow their lawns without, like, asking or anything. Like, he would just go out and do it to help them out. Other neighbors had absolutely no recollection of him because he was so, like, unremarkable. (laughs) That's a terrible thing to say about somebody, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He was just quiet, so they were like, I don't fucking remember. Yeah, he wasn't a bad kid. He wasn't a good kid. He was just a kid. Yeah, exactly. Additionally, no one from his high school remembered him, which I'm not quite sure how many people they interviewed, but everybody's like, "I don't remember Amori or whatever." Okay, can I say that I feel like this would be me? Like, if yeah, if me they too. went in and were like, mm, "From people from my high school, like, do you yeah. remember Aaron?" Everyone would be like, Mm-mm. "No," and middle school. Yeah. Maybe elementary school people might have remembered me. Oh, there. that's where you shined? That's where I shined. But then my parents fucking switched up my whole school shit and then I was no longer in with the cool kids. Uh, that is my whole life because my dad was in the military. Yeah. So yeah. nobody's going to remember me from anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, so nobody remembered him from high school, but also he wasn't even in, like, the high school yearbook. Oh. So I don't know if he just didn't show up for picture day. But don't they usually put your name with, like, no picture? Yeah. Or maybe the article I read this from was just, like, you know, in, like, all the side activities, he was never in any of the pictures, but, like, same. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything. I just went to school, and then I went home. Yeah. And then I fucking watched Forensic Files and played The Sims. <laughs> and then wondered why we are here now <laughs> <laughs> and why nobody remembers yes. us. Okay, so nobody remembers him from high school, but an English teacher recalls that he was a student in her class. (laughs) He was there. He he did exist. (laughs) He was there, all right? No, no, no. The records are correct. I remember Amori. There was a single soul who remembered an English teacher, and she was like, he was a good student, but he was quiet, like everybody sang. But he wasn't just, like, quiet. She was like, he was quieter than the other kids. Like, he was abnormally quiet. And that makes me think like, how, you know, like how can he be more quiet than someone else? Like he didn't even shuffle his papers or like he wrote so delicately. Do you remember when like your mechanical pencil would be like, oh, yeah, when you'd write Mm -hmm. and he'd just be like, nope, break off the fucking lead and start over. Like not doing that. (laughs) What? Not doing that. How are you more quiet? I don't know. And then that made me think maybe he got in trouble at home for being loud. Oh, maybe. But I don't know. Speculating wildly. Speculating wildly. It sounded like everything was chill as fuck and he was really nice. Yeah. Nice, quiet, reserved kid. Yeah. Some kids are just quiet. I was a quiet kid. Whatever. We fucking get the fact that Maury was quiet as hell. And nobody remembers him, but he was a decent person. Mm -hmm. Now, Maury graduated in 1985 and he served two years in the Army Reserve working as a medical and dental assistant. Oh, okay. He also took a few trucking jobs with a local company. And he volunteered in nursing homes. So Homeboy sounds fucking decent as yeah, hell. Like spot on. volunteering? Yeah. I wonder if that's like pub no, they won't let you like volunteer at a nursing home for credit. For well, what's that called? Oh my god, I'm fucking mom braining so hard today. Uh with community service. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, they're not gonna put you with like old people. They actually might. They might hmm. be like, go fucking mop the floors. Because I used to work at a nursing home, and I remember that they did community service. Like, you mm-hmm. could go mop the floors for community service. But it was a big nursing home. Okay, so he was, you know, a decent guy, helping out in nursing homes and everything. hmm And maybe doing community service. We don't really actually know. But maybe he was just a nice guy helping. Maybe. So all of a sudden, around the age of 22, Maury becomes addicted to cocaine. Ooh. Okay. Not a good one. Who offered the quiet kid Coke? <laughs> I don't know. He had a $300 a day habit. Damn. Yeah. And he quickly ran out of cash, obviously. hmm And so he decided to rob some shoe stores to get some money. Okay. I don't know if he was taking the shoes or the money, but I do know he used a toy plastic gun to do it. Okay. He was arrested for this, and he pled guilty or pleaded guilty to the robberies and everything, and he explained to the judge, like, hey— I had a really bad drug addiction. That's what caused me to do this. I'm actually a very nice person. Like, yeah. you know, ask I'm a anybody, normal guy. Ask anybody who remembers me. <laughs> but like, Ask nobody. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a normal guy. <laughs> ask Mrs. fucking Robinson <laughs> yeah, from English. In English yeah, <laughs> she knows. I was quiet. You know, like, I'm a normal guy. I have a disease or whatever. And so I've gotten help. I went to rehab and I'm doing better. Like, please go easy on me. Yeah. Well, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison for the crimes, and he was 24 years old at this time when he was sentenced. Mm -hmm. A few months into his sentencing, he wrote the judge a letter explaining how terrible the conditions were in prison. He explained that he was suicidal, and if not for his caring Sally, he would have taken his own life by now. Aww. He complained of rapes. Not that he was raped, but that, like, it people, was happening. There were rapes happening in the prison, right? So he's yeah. like, this is a terrible place to live, which I mean, one, it's prison, but two, I mean, 15 years is a lot. And I'm speculating wildly here, but this is a black dude, so I'm wondering if, you know, that might play into why he got 15 fucking years for robbing some places with a fake gun yeah now i will also say that i didn't read a ton of articles so he says it was a fake gun like a toy gun Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was or not or whatever i did not do my research because that's not what we're about around here (laughs) so now that we got that out of the way i mean 15 years is pretty excessive for some shoe store robberies for yeah which yeah yeah i agree I said that kind of in a weird way that made it sound like maybe you were unsure how I stood. (laughs) I agree. I feel like that's a lot, considering nobody was harmed. Yeah. But I don't know how much he stole. I don't know any of the fucking details. Okay. Yeah. But also when you hear shoe store robbery with a toy gun, you're like, meh, not the highest of my concerns. It was a teenager. 15 years is a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. He's 22, and he comes forward, and he's like, I have a drug addiction, whatever. So that's why I think that it was so intense. Maybe I'm wrong. People don't hate me. Whatever. I'm speculating wildly. Mm Mm-hmm. No. He's writing the judge, right? Like, people are raping in here. I want the fuck out of prison. This is a shitty environment to live in. I'd like to not be here. Yeah. Can I talk to the HOA or who (laughs) do I contact? Who do I contact about the fucking shrubs across the way that are way out of control? (laughs) They are just, you know. They painted their cell door red and I just, (laughs) it does not fit with the motif. Gives me a migraine. (laughs) Oh, God. Can we get the lights in here changed? (laughs) The fluorescent is just killing me. Spray paint one of these motherfuckers. (laughs) Okay, so he's talking about the rape and um, the cramped living conditions and the terrible food. And I'm not sure if the letter did anything for his sentencing or whatever. But after five years, he was released on parole. Okay. It's now June of 1994 and he moves into a duplex. The whole address and everything is in the articles. If you're like, I live in this area and I want to know everything. But I did not feel like stating the exact location of his duplex. Uh-huh. He was on 7443. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which whenever it's in like San Diego, I want to know everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, where? But then also I'm like, OK, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like on 4th Avenue, three blocks down from the Seven I'm like, OK, that's a lot of detail. Yeah. Pinpoint his motherfucking location. <laughs> Somebody's listening and in, in that duplex like, Jesus Christ, what? They're like, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, he moves into a duplex. His neighbor, who shared the wall with him, mm-hmm. describes him as a great neighbor and they never had any problems. Because he was quieter than average. Exactly. She said, in fact, her son used to sit on the front stoop with Maury and they would like share beers and just hang out. That sounds so relaxing. I fucking want to be doing that right now. Yeah. Maybe not with Maury, though, because he's going to turn out to be a guy. Bag- guy yeah maybe not with mori meanwhile this whole time mori is still doing drugs aka cocaine and he, wor- he went to rehab man yeah well he did and then he got out of prison and he was like you know what was fun back there when i did cocaine yeah and he was working as a waiter at a few different restaurants okay now i'm not telling this story in like i'm leaving shit out so some stuff is going on during this time i don't have like all the chronological details so i'm gonna catch you up at the end Mm-hmm. But just know that during this time when he's living in this duplex, drinking beers on the stoop, being all friendly and doing occasional drugs, he was fucking some shit up. Okay. All right. So, one of his co workers who worked with him at a restaurant recalls that Maury was always preaching to him the dangers of drugs. Like, hey, don't do drugs, man. Fucking crack is whack, right? <laughs> <laughs> just slip that one in there for you. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> And um, he was also always talking about how much he loved his 2000 black Mitsubishi Eclipse. Oh, baby. I always wanted one. (laughs) Always wanted one. I get it. So he fucking loved his. Yeah. Um, 2000. Ooh. 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 What year is this? What are you, a waiter? Yeah, that's (laughs) a nice ass car. Yeah fucking drug money i don't know well but he was doing drugs i don't know maybe he was selling them too maybe maybe i'm speculating but like producing them (laughs) man i literally that was like what i wanted was (laughs) for the longest time a black one too i mean i didn't care what color it was i wanted wanted an eclipse yeah and i settled for a fucking lancer because the eclipse was way more expensive and i was like i could buy a new lancer your lancer looks like a shark it did look like a shark, and they were like, it's mean mugging. And I was like, okay. And then the guy was like, now people are going to think that this car is really expensive. And I was like, now I don't think you understand that I'm never going to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think you understand that my friends don't give off fuck <laughs> No, exactly. Anyway. Okay. Fucking so Mitsubishi Eclipse. Guy is living the goddamn dream. Living the goddamn dream with his coworker. Mm-hmm. And then his coworker was like talking to him, and he was Here, like, wait. His. You said he was in love with his Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. That was it. That was the end of it? Yeah, like he his his coworkers recalling that he oh. was like always talking about like don't do drugs and shit, and also he fucking talked about his car nonstop. Okay. And one time, his coworker was talking to Maury, and he mentioned how his friend's car was stolen one time, and that it ended up burned down in East St. Louis. Okay. And Maury was like, "Hey, that would be a great place to dump things because there's never any police around there." Okay, weird thing to know. Weird thing to know. Also, I feel like he'd be like, not my car. Like, why would you tell somebody who was like, I love my car, they'd be like, yeah, my friend's car got fucking jacked and burned down to the ground. Probably because he was tired of hearing about this guy's car. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, you know what could happen to fucking cars? (laughs) (laughs) They could get stolen. And and burned out. (laughs) In East St. Louis, maybe if someone really coveted your car. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, you know... If you, you could get rid of some things over there. Yeah, and he was like, that's a great place to burn out a car. <laughs> but it was obviously weird enough that his coworker remembered it, right? He yeah. was like, okay, how the fuck do you know that? Mm-hmm. Now his coworker's girlfriend, she worked for a local news station and was also friends with Maury. Mm-hmm. And Maury was like, hey, have you run any stories lately about a local serial killer? <gasps> and he said that he had heard through the grapevine, through some friends, that someone was dumping bodies in the area and those bodies were specifically prostitutes. Okay. I guess. So he's she, out there on the fucking street phone? Yep. He's out there on the street phone. He said, hoodie hoo. And they were like, prostitutes, prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> hoodie hoo, <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> and so uh, she was like, what the fuck? No, I haven't been hearing this. And so she goes and pitches the story to her boss and is like, hey, I've been hearing, word is on the street. Word on the street (laughs) is. Toots are coming up dead in East St. Louis. (laughs) Okay, okay. And her boss was like. Fucking run with it, Jane. No, her boss was like, I haven't heard shit. Get the fuck out of here. Give me my coffee. I don't know if he said that last part. I made all that up. But basically his boss, her boss was like.
1: You're a woman.
0: We don't have a story. Get out of here. I like how we're like putting our own fucking spins on shit. He's probably a really nice guy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know him. (laughs) The boss is like, get out of here and get me (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. But essentially, she couldn't do anything with the story. Like they didn't have any information, whatever. It wasn't a fucking story. Yeah. But she was like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That is super crazy. And then she investigated it on her own and she became the main character in a book. No. So three months after this little conversation where she went and pitched it to her boss or whatever Mm -hmm. police issue a public announcement that there's a fucking serial killer that they suspect a serial killer three months three months later goddamn because women were popping up dead everywhere but the police were like they're prostitutes there's drug addiction involved like their bodies were dumped in random places and so because of their demographic and also the year and also I'm sure short staff police whatever the fuck you want to say it didn't get a lot of press right mm-hmm. but now like, they're like we've had enough there's and the, probably a connection yeah and the police were also like hey we don't know if there's a serial killer right like we just know this keeps happening and then three months after fucking Maury home dude was like hey word is on the street that we got a fucking serial killer three months after that the police were like you know what they're actually might be a serial killer this, this might be a serial killer and so uh they issue a public announcement and they're like yo yo motherfuckers watch out prostitutes are winding up dead bolo for a serial killer exactly then on march 21st a post dispatch reporter which is like the name of the art the fucking newsstand is post dispatch right yeah he's a reporter he receives a letter in the mail from an anonymous person praising the recent story in the news about all the murdered prostitutes and the serial killer Right. So he's like, huh, thanks for running that motherfucking story. He got a letter from someone that was like anonymous and was like, that's a great fucking story. Good job on running that shit. Just loved hearing about it. Exactly. And then along with this letter was a map of the local West Alton area and there was an X marked on it. Nope. Don't like that. In the letter, the anonymous person explained that another dead prostitute could be found at that location. So the police get involved, and they go and investigate, and right where that X was marked, they discovered the skeletal remains of an unidentified woman. So she had been there for a while. Oh, my God. Right? So now the investigators are like, okay, the serial killer is now reaching out to us. Yeah. Like, we gave him some press, whatever, and it's working. It's baiting him in. Fucking hook him. Let's get him. Book him, Lou. Let's fucking f- catch his ass. Yeah. They're like, okay, obviously he has a fucking ego. He wants the media coverage. We've got to catch this guy or he's going to keep killing. Yeah. So they focus on the map because that's really the letter in the map is the only fucking evidence they have, right? And it was obvious that it had been printed from an internet service. Ooh. Like, you know, it wasn't like a fucking map that you get at 7-Eleven or something. Yeah. Home Dude printed it off his computer. Uh Uh-huh. The investigation uncovered that it was a map specifically from Expedia.com. Mm-hmm. And so the investigators went to Expedia and they were like, hey. We need fucking all your hits on this spot. Exactly. In the last month. Exactly. They were like, who used this map between May 18th, when the article was written, And May 21st, when the letter was postmarked. So, like, those few days, who used this fucking site? That's so specific. I didn't know they could do that. It's so specific. I mean, I would guess that they could now, but, like, goddamn, I didn't know they could do that Early 2000s? Fucking had no idea. Early 2000s, you're like, ain't nobody know me, I'm on the internet. Yeah. I can make my live journal page whoever the fuck I want to be. Yeah. Okay, so they're like, hey, Expedia. Yeah. Who the fuck used this shit, right? Give us this information. And Mm -hmm. Expedia was like, oh, we don't have that. (laughs) Exactly. Expedia was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not my job. You got to go talk to Microsoft. Like, they provide all of our maps and everything. Yeah. So investigators go and they subpoena Microsoft. Oh. Now, Microsoft was able to uncover some information. Mm. They found that on May 20th, a computer zoomed in on the map of West Alton, Missouri, 10 times in chronological order to end with the exact match. Of that map. Ten times? Ten times. So Home Dude was like, enhance, enhance, (laughs) enhance, enhance. They're like, ah, we've got our fucking computer. We know the user who did this shit, right? Yeah. And Microsoft gives the investigators an IP address. They're like, here you go. Here's the motherfucker who's doing this shit. Yeah. And that IP address was then taken to WorldCom, Inc., which provides local phone numbers to connect internet services to their dial-up customers, right? God damn. We are going through a motherfucking loop. Who are we going to call next? And they were able to determine that on the night of the 20th, the user msn forward slash Maury Travis fucker didn't even have like a unique handle. (laughs) He wasn't even like, well, he probably didn't think all this shit was possible. I know, but he used his first and last name. Man, he like, was come like, on. Definitely not Maury Travis. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, wait, it gets better, though. So they find that it's this user, MSN forward slash Maury Travis, uh-huh. um, that was using the computer during that time. Yeah. So then the investigators went back to Microsoft and they were like, Hey, who is MSN user forward slash Maury Travis? And they were like, I believe that's Maury Travis. Maury Travis at MSN dot com. Exactly. And they were able to give them like an address, a phone number, and everything linked to the account. Yeah. Side note, everybody was, like, all up in arms because they were, like, they didn't even have to fucking get a warrant for this information. Like, they just subpoenaed them. Like, they were just like, hey, I want this information. Mm -hmm. And then Microsoft was like, fuck, yeah, we're going to help you. Like, here you go. You're the police. Of course we're going to help you. Yeah, well, there was, like, a whole ass body. Yeah, there was, like, a whole ass body. But then the thing is, is, like, is your information protected? Should they have to go through a judge to get a warrant? If there's a body. No. <laughs> well, I mean, like, legal. I enough. know laws yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit yeah. all the time. But, like, I don't know, man. If I have a body and someone was like, hey, can you tell me who was pointing at this body earlier? And <laughs> someone was like, "Um, they have rights. I'd be like, the fuck they do. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like. Um, I just happen to have this map here for you mm-hmm. and the username. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ask me. Yeah. I would just hand it all over. Just, oopsie, I'm going to leave this on my desk. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and copy off of me if you'd like. We all go to lunch at about 12. Mm-hmm. If I'll, you know, of course I'm so clumsy, I leave my notes mm-hmm. all the time. All right. Anyway. Now, now we know it's Maury Travis. We have his address. We have his phone number. Yeah. So on Friday. So we call him up. <laughs> so we call him up and we're like, hey, Maury, what the fuck? No, so on Friday, July 7th, the police come to Maury's home with a search warrant. By the way, they, like, hung out in front of his house for a little bit, and they were like, is this motherfucking Maury? And then they were like, that's motherfucking Maury. And then they were like, we got search warrants, and they bust in, or they knock on the door, and they're like, hey, Maury, are you home? And he answered the door, and it was early in the morning, so he was asleep, and he was like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? I didn't think you'd come so soon. Actually, he didn't say that. He said, wow, it's really early, is what he said, (laughs) because he never (laughs) once questioned why they were there. He's just like, "Wow, it's really fucking early." And they were like, "Yeah, man. We've been staked out all week." <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, yeah. Come on, we waited until morning. <laughs> yeah. So, he answers the door, right? Um, he lets them come in. I guess his living room was set up almost like a fucking fireside chat, you know, like all the like ottomans and couches were in a circle or whatever for conversation. <laughs> Also, he had a cat, and the cat kept walking up to all the investigators, and every time one of the investigators would try to pet the cat, I guess Maury would, like, tense up, and he went and, like, picked up the cat and, like, put him in his lap, like, don't fucking touch my cat. Isn't that weird? (laughs) That's really weird. Really weird and very specific. I didn't put it in my notes, but I figured I'd tell you because it just felt right, you know? (laughs) It did, yeah. All right. So they come in, and they question him. He deflects every question they threw his way, and it was, like, obvious deflects where it was like— What did you have for breakfast? And he'd be like, I don't know. What did you have for breakfast? Like that Mm. kind of fucking conversation. Yeah, like not smooth. Yeah, not smooth at all. And it was obvious that he wanted to like control the conversation. Mm -hmm. He never denied anything, but he never admitted anything either. He was more interested in learning how they had found him. So they were so he wasn't like, oh, I didn't do that. They were just he was just like, well, like what brought you here? Like, how did you know that I lived here? Yeah, like, what led you here? Exactly. How did you get that information? And eventually, the investigators told him about the map, and he replied with, quote, fucking computer. Damn internet. I don't know. It said, like, explicit. Expletive. It was, like, explicit. It said expletive, so I'm guessing that it was fucking computer. Fucking computer. Damn internet. So, like, you know, the moment that they're like, hey, we fucking caught you on this map. Yeah. He's not like, oh, I didn't use that map. He's just like, I don't like, even ah, know what a map fuck. is. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, mm, technology got me again. Got me again. <laughs> if it hadn't what? been for this meddling technology. <laughs> exactly. So they bring him in for questioning and during the questioning, Maury says that he was born like this because mm. they're like, what's going on? Like, why'd you do all this? And he's like, I was just born this way and like with these like deep desires and he never showed any remorse through the whole interrogation. He was just like, yeah, Actually, article said that he didn't view these women as, like, human or, like, he didn't feel bad at all. Okay. Now, I'm going to leave you very unsatisfied because I'm not quite sure why he targeted prostitutes, these particular women, why he had such issues. I don't know. Oh. Like, I don't know if he was abused or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know why this is his quote-unquote type. Yeah. Why he was born this way. Yeah, why were you born this way? Also, what is this way? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. So he, and that's why I was kind of trying to explain that. It's not in chronological order, so I apologize. Yeah. But, you know, kind of a lot of shit goes down, so I kind of sum it all up. Now, in the investigation, or in the interrogation, he admits to paying for prostitutes. The investigators also mentioned that he only ever showed affection for his mother. So there was, like, no affection for anybody else in his life. Maybe his cat. But, like, his Mm -hmm. mom, he was like, I fucking respect her, love her, adore her. Mm -hmm. Fucking was all about his mother. Mm -hmm. So now back to the house where the police are because they got the warrant, right? They go searching through it to see if they can find any evidence to link him to all these murders. And they find some fucking shit. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if this is the condo or if this is a different house. But the walls are... Were splattered with blood basically all over the fucking house. They found restraints that were covered in blood, belts that were used to strangle and or break the women's neck. (gasps) God damn. And they were – and hidden in the walls were videotapes of several women depicting Maury and these women partaking in like bondage and rough sex Uh that would turn into torture. And eventually, their deaths, on tape. He would record it. So he would like lure these women in, or whatever, like purchase their fucking services for tootin' and under the guise of like uh, BDSM, yeah. that he was like a dominatrix or whatever. And then that's why they would allow him to tie, tie them, them up, up and stuff. yeah. And then he would just like keep it going and Ooh. like go too far, oh, no. and then kill them and torture them someday, sometime for days. These women would be there, and he fucking videotaped it. That's terrifying. That's super terrifying. Oh, my God. And he fucking videotaped it and then hid it in the walls. like. And I guess the videotapes were, like, really random, like, very generic names. Like, family wedding. Yeah. Texas 2009. And then you'd pop it in and it'd be like, whatever, this shit. Also, he would have the women, like, say their names or whatever on videotapes. So that's fucking creepy. But also, like. evidence. It's just straight evidence. Well, it isn't, though, because most of these women were dealing with drugs or prostitution, right? And so they would give aliases. Mm. So some of them actually have gone unidentified Mm. because whatever name they gave wasn't their real one, and they can't figure out, like, who they are. Oh, that's really, really sad. Isn't it really sad? It's almost like he was trying to make it so that they would all be accounted for. Uh, But they thought that they were going to get out alive. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I think he would just like, fuck, man. I don't know. You only record something to rewatch it for yourself, right? I mean, unless you're trying to make like a manifesto or whatever. Like a fucking document your fucking skullduggery oh my god i don't fucking know but his basement had been converted into a torture chamber Hmm. and this is where he would like murder his victims and had his little fucking camera and shit set up Mm -hmm. uh he would then load them up and dump them like trash around the city just in random spots he would just dump them until somebody discovered them yeah or until he fucking mailed a goddamn map with an X. Jesus. So during the interrogation, the investigator brings up the fact that they find interesting stuff in his basement. And Maury dropped his head and he said, quote, I am toast. Like he knew once they found that, like, I'm done, right? I'm toast. Yeah. And he kept saying, I'm not going to go back to prison. Because remember, he was in prison before and he wrote a letter to be like, give me the fuck out of here. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. So he just kept saying like over and over again, I'm not going to go back to prison. I'm not going to go back to prison. Mm, Sir, the fuck you are. Yeah. You have no fucking choice. Yeah. Um. So obviously he was arrested and the investigators start gathering evidence to take him to trial for all the bodies that they have, right? They got to link him to each person. Mm -hmm. Three days after he had been arrested and interrogated and everything, he was found dead in his cell. He had committed suicide and he was found with a pillowcase over his head and his hands tied behind his back. He was 36 years old. Uh, mm. So, now, the coroner was like, yeah, it's a suspicious way to die, but it was definitely a suicide. And I have heard of people, like, tying their hands and shit so that they won't, like, undo it and, you know, to actually. How do you tie your hands behind your back? You just tie them and, like, step over. He's a man. He could lay on his bed and fucking do it. Most men. He's a man. I think. <laughs> God damn it! I feel like most men aren't flexible enough to do that. Yeah, I, I didn't get like a fucking tap in on his, you know, flexibility <laughs> touch your toes. But I feel like you could if you wanted to. I don't think Brandon could. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have nothing else to do all day. You can spend all fucking day trying to get your hands behind your back. All day. How do you get the pillowcase over your head once your hands are tied behind we your back? The pillowcase over your head first. Well, then you're trying to go blind to get your hands behind your back. Also, is the pillowcase the thing that killed him? Like, did he put a bag around his head? I've heard of this. I've heard of this. Like, committing suicide by putting a bag around your head and, like, tying your hands up and stuff so you don't, like, get yourself out. I have not heard of this. And I feel like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, yeah, for sure. Also, this guy was on Suicide Watch. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Maury Povich didn't kill himself. His name is Maury Maury Travis. Maury (laughs) Travis. Maury Travis. That is a fucking suspicious death. And I feel like somebody. Yeah, but like we. Didn't who like would it. kill him? Like a why? cop.
1: Yeah, but sell like me.
0: Don't you want to know? You're a fucking torture murderer. Don't you want to know killer. the rest of the story before you kill him? Then a me. and, and like, like another guy in prison was like, "I, I don't respect think he had women." A Sally at this point, I don't really know. Like, how you call him Sallys. Could you imagine though, being a Sally and being like, "I'm gonna kill myself," and you're like, "Dude, all right." And you're just you just sitting there watching it. Make sure it looks like suicide. Yeah, Do I don't want to be suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's how I get the bag over his head. All right. Um, also, will the bag kill you? I feel like the bag has to be tied tight. Well, it was this? a pillowcase, but I wonder if it was, like, tight enough to where, like, eventually you just, like, run out of oxygen. I don't know. I don't know the details, but Home Dude killed himself. All right, and it was like for for fucking sure a suicide, according to everybody that I read. That was like, by the way, if you're questioning this, this is for sure a suicide. So now you're making me suspicious that it wasn't a suicide. But I still don't understand the motive of killing him yet, Mm -hmm. because it was three days. Maybe somebody liked one of those toots. Maybe one of those cops that arrested him was a fucking friendly with one of the locals. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So he was like, she was my favorite. She's how I got through the week. Friday night. Could always rely on Cheryl. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Kill Cheryl. So now since Maury's dead, we don't really know what happened to all the women other than, like, what was documented on the videotapes. But every woman wasn't documented. It was mm-hmm. like they got a handful of them, right? Yeah. But he was actively murdering between July of 2000 and May of 2002. God damn. 11 women were murdered and found, dumped throughout the city. And they're all suspected to have been Maury's victims. Again, we don't have much confirmation other than the ones that they found in the videos. And then some that have DNA evidence. It's sad because, as I mentioned, these women were mostly prostitutes and they were black. And their deaths sparked very little media attention, which Mm -hmm. is why he was, like, getting all pissed. Like, hey, let me send this map. And that's kind of what, like, sparked it all up. But it's so fucking sad because, like... Uh what the it's fuck people dying. Yeah. yeah, you think we should know about this? Like yeah. nah. No, nah, yeah. I'm just gonna gloss over it. That's fucking scary. That's super scary. In his letter that he wrote to that in that fucking reporter, mm-hmm. he claimed that he had killed seventeen people. But police have only linked him to 11. Now, I'm going to tell you about the victims. Again, there's not a lot because most of them are kind of unidentified. But I'm going to tell you in order that they were murdered. Okay. The first body was in July of 2000, Mary Shields. She was 61 and found in East St. Louis. Next was Alyssa Greenwad. She was 34 and was found in Washington Park. 36-year-old Teresa Wilson was found in West Alton. Betty James, 46, was found in St. Louis, and she's actually one of the victims that was positively identified on the videotapes found Ooh. in Maury's homes. So we know for sure her name is Betty J- James whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she also had tire track marks on her <sighs> leg from when Maury had run her over after, like, dumping her body. Oh, my God. And those were linked directly to his vehicle. I don't know if it was the Eclipse, but I'm guessing it was the Eclipse because you don't get a new car in 2000 and get rid of it in 2002. Yeah. All right, so um, next is Veronica Thompson, and she is found in West Alton too, also, and she was only sixteen feet from where Teresa was found, so he kind of had like a common area there. God damn, yeah. Yvonne Cruz was found in East St. Louis, and Maury's DNA was in her. Like Ew, his spermatoa, oh, spermatosis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh 33-year-old Brenda Beasley was also found in East St. Louis and had semen DNA in her on her whatever fucking there was jizz in everywhere. or around her. The remaining of his victims remain to be unidentified. I guess in the videotapes, like I said, they were like giving aliases and stuff, yeah. so it was hard to like link them to I uh, Assuming there wasn't, like, missing persons reports or anything for these women. Yeah. Because they're living on the streets. They probably don't have much contact with their family, so it's hard to link them. So most of them are un- unidentified. Mm. One woman was found near death, but she survived, <gasps> but she was unable to identify her attacker. But police suspect that it was Maury. Wow. That's fucking crazy. How'd she live? I don't know. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like... So the story, it caught my eye because I was like, "Uh, hold up. Like, they fucking found him off of an internet map? That's crazy. And then also, who the fuck uses Expedia for a map? Yeah, right? That was weird. Even then, it was MapQuest. Yeah! What the fuck? I don't know. But that caught my eye, and that's why I got, like, sucked into the story. But really, it doesn't tell you that much about, like... The order—I mean, they tell you the order that the victims were murdered, but, like, what was he doing in between there? You don't really know. He actually went back to prison a few times in there for fucking drugs or some shit. Oh, my God. But he kept getting out, like, after not too long. So he'd, like, kill somebody, end up in prison for something unrelated, and then get out and go kill somebody again. Like, this was over the span of two years. Jesus. But also it was crazy to see the dates. I didn't write the exact dates, but, like, it'd be, like, a couple within the same month, you know, like, days apart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking Jesus. And then can you imagine just being like, I don't know. I've just always been this way. And home dude was just like a quiet, decent guy. But in his head, he was like, I am so into fucking dominating somebody that I need to torture and kill them to get my rocks off. That's so fucking scary. Think of that lady's kid who would fucking hang out with him on the stoop. Oh, my God. There was uh one of his girlfriends her mom was interviewed and her mom was like he was so nice like i really liked him they dated for a while the the Mm -hmm. her daughter and and maury had dated for a while oh my god she was like i really liked him yeah yeah jesus talk about fucking secrets yeah so if you want to go check out pictures pertaining to that case go to isgdpodcast.com Also, come join our Patreon. There's links on our website. And for a dollar, you can hear an extra episode every month. Or for $10, you can get all the fucking video evidence of everything that happened for us to record this episode for you in all of our past episodes. There's a million. There's tons to binge on. Yeah. So come join us. Also, come join us on social media at ISGD Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and TikTok. Boom. Shit, growing, bro, growing. <laughs> um, Come join the Goddamn Pod Group. It's the I Said Goddamn Pod Group. It's just called Goddamn Pod Group. I said it. You said it and I nailed the it. Person. That was fucking muscle memory. That's on Facebook. And then my brain checked in and was like, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> what's ha- where am I? <laughs> Also, email us at isgdpodcast.gmail.com. And finally, Erin is going to take us away with some snail mail. You may snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Bye. Bye.